welcome back to episode two of uh, the. We still don't know what to call it. Right. We'll leave this silent so we can cue in something. We'll figure it out. We'll yep. figure it out. And the Darko Warriors. Oh, that's a real school. White Tail Technology Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll figure it out. Someday. Maybe you guys can help us with a name. Maybe you guys comment in the comments what you guys think the name of the podcast should be. But in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the weekend review in tech. This week in tech. So, Ben, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll hit us off. So, Apple actually won their first part of their lawsuit against Qualcomm. So, if anybody's been paying attention to this, there is a big hubbub about royalties, licensing fees between Qualcomm and Apple. And Apple basically played hardball. They said... Hey, manufacturers, don't pay Qualcomm their royalties for this. And Qualcomm got pretty pissed off, legitimately upset about it. And so they put an injunction against uh, iPhones being distributed with certain hardware or SOCs on them. But yeah, so a judge gave initial judgment to Apple this time for a billion dollars for rebate payments to Qualcomm. Well, Qualcomm was supposed to be paying Apple. So the interesting tidbit about this the arrangement of this business deal just seems so sketchy to me. So, (laughs) all right, here's a breakdown that I've read and figured out. So, Qualcomm provides the SOC. So they provide the modem, modem, chips, all the things that they use. And so the manufacturer is supposed to be paying Qualcomm for this. And then the manufacturers provide the phone to Apple And then on the back end, Qualcomm gives a rebate back to Apple for all the fees that the manufacturers spent on the royalties and stuff. So it just seems really sketchy to have that kind of shell game going on where, well, they'll pay for it up front, but then we'll pay you back on the back end, which this totally gives me the feel of like Intel back in their Monopoly days where they're really squeezing AMD out of the market. So basically all the make big manufacturers behind it. So Dell, HP, a lot of other vendors were getting these big kickbacks from Intel. Basically, Intel is like, here, you'll pay this up front, we'll give you a rebate, and it'll be like 90% of the cost of the processor, just as long as you stay true to us and keep all your product line with this. And they even played hardball with HP, which HP was still kind of playing the, fin- playing the field a little bit. They had some AMD, some intel processors but even intel was strong arming them intel was basically saying look guys i know amd's got this new chip coming out but it's not going to be out for another six months wink wink well there's some interesting news that just came through Uh oh apple loses the patent case to qualcomm as a jury just decided at 226 today um that uh apple violated three qualcomm patents by selling the iPhone and had to pay $1.41 for every phone that was sold. Touche. Wow, $1? Yeah, $1.41 for every phone. So over $30 million. Call, call <laughs> Qualcomm. Qualcomm aware of the price they sell the phones for? To only get a dollar? <laughs> That's what the jury said. That they, uh, I guess part of the royalty or something was $1.41 for every phone. That's pretty And so they get that crazy. back, yeah. And they're having a big showdown next month, according to this, in uh, U.S. District Court for the iPhone 7, 7 Plus, 8, 8 Plus, and X. 
where Qualcomm said they infringed on two additional patents. Uh, and they're considering Apple tallied a little less than $265 billion in sales in 2018 from those phones alone. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of money. It's going to get bloody, guys. It's, yeah, there's going to be a lot of blood in the streets. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, th- this, is, this is going to be ugly. Hmm. Uh, I think if Apple sees that they're going to lose that fight, they'll settle. They've got enough cash. They'll With settle. The eye. But I think it'll be a big settlement. <laughs> I think it'll be huge. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, guys. I didn't think Qualcomm was still on that level still. They provide chips for everything. I didn't know. Guess I'm out of pocket. Probably have a yeah. Qualcomm chip chip in your phone right now. Yeah, yeah I do. or a chip. One of the two. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually do. So, wow. Well, here's the Qualcomm. Right. So, what do you think about uh, Intel coming out with their own video cards? Which is kind of overdue because AMD does it. Well, they bought. Well, right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. historically, they did try a discrete video card, but it was a epic failure. Epic failure. That's why it was discrete. You're right. Yes. <laughs> I was, gonna, I was so thinking discreet, the same thing. Just kind of <laughs> overlooked that in the history books. Like, what graphics? No, we're we're coming out with graphics now. Now graphics are gonna be great. But yeah, right. I'm got a mixed bag feeling about it. But I mean, I can see. The competition would be good having a third vendor in the mix because it always sucks when you have just two major players going back and forth trading blows having a third element adds like a lot more mix to it a lot more mm-hmm. fun and it's going to be good for the consumer in the end now whether intel can deliver that's going to be a big decision but they've right. like already scalped some very very high talent over at amd which i was a little miffed about it's like man roger kodori and the guy that made the a, the Ryzen the processor. Ryzen, yeah. Mm. So mm-hmm. they actually got him on board to try to get their 10 nanometer node up to speed because this is like the first time in history I've ever seen Intel actually have a slip up and not be on the current gen manufacturing node. So it is a big boom for AMD at the, this point in time because AMD actually has the lead in manufacturing technology f- for once. <laughs> so... It will be cool to see the battle play out uh, towards the middle of this year. I know AMD is going to be coming out with their Ryzen 3000 series, which, yes, that will be my next build. I am a big AMD fanboy. <laughs> but, yes, <laughs> I know they're AMD. not a perfect chip. Neither is Intel. They all have their pluses, pluses and minuses. But I can say AMD has always kept Intel honest and always kept Intel trying to innovate. Mm-hmm. Like, if you guys were happy with having quad-core processors for, like, 10 years going, yes, that would be thanks to Intel only having their monopoly going on. But mm-hmm. due to AMD throwing that challenge out there, like, look how many cores we can put in here. That is the only way Intel has actually budged beyond a quad-core in the consumer space. Mm. So we, yeah, know that, cool. we know that Ben's been an Intel or an AMD whoa, guy and a, whoa, and a big <laughs> opponent of Intel. But I want to know, I'm looking at, th- first of all, we're in Brian's headquarters <laughs> and I see, I have my eyes on three running machines. So I would like to know, and I think the fans would too, what is Brian's chipset of choice? Uh, well, I actually have really been hanging out with uh, Intel. I'll just move over a little bit more. Um, so I, disappointed. I know right now. I, I've had AMD before and, uh, they're, you know, seemed worked fine, but 
Uh, I think when I ended up refreshing a lot of stuff, that was I didn't nothing that AMD had at the time was great. Um, so that's why I went with Intel. I, I will give you that it has been a drought. It has of been a good while. Processors from AMD for sure. a good been, while until while. this rising generation, because right. yes, they made several big missteps in the past eight years. So. I mean, the last best processor I got from them was probably the Phenom 2 955 Black Edition. By far my favorite one from AMD until I get the Ryzen processor. But, I mean, that was my big holdout. I was holding on to that mm -hmm. one, hoping that they were going to come out with a good, solid AM3 socket steamroller edition like Kaveri. But, yeah, they went APU definitely with that platform, abandoned the AM3 socket, and that is ultimately what pushed me into building my Core i5-4690K, which I was very, very torn about. I'm uh -huh. okay with it now, but, I mean, it was a good build. It was good for transcoding <laughs> what I needed it for, but I still wish AMD actually pulled out the stops and delivered a good processor at that time, but they were not there. I felt the passion yeah. in his voice there, Brian. Right, I did too. I mean, the whole reason that drew me to AMD back when I, I got them is, is just they were... They were a lot cheaper. I mean, and I got, I, they, I thought they were actually offering a better product and it was cheaper, but and then they had a lull. So they had a drought. I mean, after the Phenom came out, the 955, everybody was holding on the next couple of years for the steamroller. And then they kept mm -hmm. talking about it. Then they came out with a release, but then they totally uh, abandoned the enthusiast part. Yep, and so did. that's what really tanked. And then it was kind of like, okay. And then all of a sudden Intel just started pumping them out and, Everybody kept going to Intel. You had the Sandy Bridge. You had the Ivy Bridge. What was after Ivy? Um, um, Cabby Lake, maybe? Cabby Lake. Was it Cabby Lake? Is that right? I think so. And yeah, somebody's should... probably going to be raging in our comments. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure. These no, are things. it wasn't, you idiots. It was this. We just need something that, as we talk, we'll just bring up the correct data. That's so we right. don't have uh, anything. We, we can do we a cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, Intel was just pumping them out, and they had very good performing chipsets. I mean, that was the reason that we both went with the i7 at the time, um, because there was really nothing else. And to be honest, as you guys know, about three years or so, your system starts to get old, especially with all mm -hmm. the new stuff coming out. And, you know, it, it just, it's time to upgrade. So, you know, uh, we ended up going with the i7, and finally the Ryzen's out, and I got to admit, so, it looks uh -huh. pretty freaking good. Yeah. I guess this 2007 iMac isn't going to cut it for much longer. No. Uh, it's, oh, yeah. Man. really like how big the screen is, though. We're going to get you another one. We're going to procure you another one. We'll see what we can do. Yes. Any sponsors <laughs> out there? Maybe we can get Qualcomm to sponsor us and right. this one. Yeah. I mean, how else are we going to... You know, gladly talk about it. Yeah. We'll pay the royalty fees for it. $1.41. Right. Probably easily talk an hour about yeah. an iMac. What do you guys think about the false, the fake news of tariffs on computer parts? Because remember, it was supposed to be, ooh, mm. no one's, you know, RAM's going to cost you $200 a stick. Mm -hmm. You know, get it now. And it's actually cheaper now than it was before the tariffs started. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, um, I think even uh, uh, places, you know, that were looking at buying purchases for uh, a year or whatever in the future were, were maybe even planning on, on buying memory and they didn't even need to mm. like, you know, memory before the, the terrorists went into play and there was no reason. Yeah. 
Remember, there was like a pre-tariff cost. I mean, there was even people yeah. that were marketing stuff. It's like, oh, this is the pre-tariff cost. Tariffs go into effect on this date. And it's like, I think we can honestly say that things have literally gotten lower in price really since all that stuff happened. Well, for SSDs and memories especially. Yeah. But, I mean, in my world, I mean, I've looked at everything. I can't see, like, a significant price change and stuff. So, I mean... Was it fake news? Was it just a phantom? Is it just like the hysteria of, oh, something's happening. We're doing terrorists. It's going to be the end of the <laughs> world. So right. not getting political at all. But I mean, that was like the general consumer consent. It's like even businesses, like every manufacturer is like, look, guys, uh, you got to order everything you need by this date or we're going to raise prices mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. 20 or 30 percent. So we're thankful that did not happen. Yeah. 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 That's true. Really good news, <laughs> right? <laughs> so one interesting thing that I found that uh, some people don't know. Uh, so as you guys know, it's tax season right now, and so a lot of companies are coming out. It's coming out where companies like Amazon, Netflix, and the richest cash company in the world, Apple, literally pay zero dollars in taxes. And you know, it's it's got a lot of people up in arms. But I read an interesting thing, and I did some research on this, and found out just how true. I mean. I did a little probably more research than most people would. I like actually traced it down like forensic side <laughs> and saw, I was like, wow, I cannot believe this. So w- one of the things that I found is that, so for every device, and let's just talk about the iPhone, for every iPhone that Apple sells, Apple has a company that they have in the Netherlands that it's, it's, it's like an LLC or something like shell company. And the way it works is Apple says, okay, for this $1,000 iPhone, it cost us $100 to make. So that means that on paper, that shows a $900 in profit, right? But then they'll say, okay, but we got to pay $899 in royalties to this company in the Netherlands. Well, Netherlands has a thing where if you receive any royalties and it goes in anywhere in that region, um, it's got a really low tax. But then there's another company that has that's in the that's in Ireland that they also have that that percentage of profits goes to them, which in turn makes that money tax free. So then Hmm. this money sits over there overseas for, you know, I don't know how long exactly. Wow. And then it floats back over to Apple. So literally that's how they don't pay taxes. It's like, I'm not going to use the word because I don't want to put it out there and get sued. I don't have that kind of money to go against them. But <laughs> you guys can probably guess what I'm thinking <laughs> that you call it. Shady business. Yeah. And that's how a lot of the companies get it. I mean, if you look at it, um, you know, the average company I read has over 100 other like sub companies underneath them. Mm-hmm. And most of them are international where a lot of money gets kind of floated to and and it's it's legal. I mean, it's legal. It's totally legal, but it's it's just a loophole, and uh, that's how they get away with paying no tax. Because I'm like, how does that even work? Like, we have tax brackets, we have percentages. Like, how does that even work? Because there's small businesses that pay tons of money in taxes. There's a lot of small business owners that go mm-hmm. to prison for not paying taxes. And you got billion dollar companies that are not paying anything. And then I did my research. I was like, oh. Mastered so, the game. Yeah. Right. So we need to come out with some type of product and then we need to create a company in one of these countries and then another sure. one and just float the money around. And then right. when it comes back to us, it's been cleaned. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Almost sounds like money laundering. What? 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 Huh? 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 
That's mm. interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't mm. know. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So segueing into a different topic. Now we hit on about Intel and their processors and performance. Now some other things that maybe not everybody's picked up on, but I mean we have that whole Spectrum meltdown issue that came out, mm. and so. Yeah. That's actually core issue to the architecture of the CPU. So AMD is affected by it. Even the Intel is affected by it. And you actually do take a big performance hit with it, depending on the year and model. So like with our generation processor that me and George got, I'm sure we took probably that twenty full 20% hit on performance when we took that patch to mitigate the exposure to that. <laughs> so yes, I know I do. Have, right. If you have older gen processors and stuff, then this is probably going to be your best season to buy a new PC and system. So my pr predictions for this week in tech review is your best time is going to be this second quarter of this year. So June, July time frame, that's when AMD is going to be coming out with their new chip. I know Intel is not going to sit on their laurels, so they're going to try to come out with something very competitive, price competitive, performance competitive at the same time. And they're really going to hit the consumer market to try to get people to get go out there buy a new pc and ram and ssds are going to be extremely cheap they're still predicting probably another 20 percent drop in prices over this next quarter mm. so hmm. wow it's a sweet spot guys i saw a one yeah. terabyte ssd on amazon and i was like man should i buy or should i wait <laughs> thankfully patients took over and it's like i just gotta wait just gotta hold it out just a little bit longer a little bit longer. Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. But yes, delayed yeah, gratification is a good thing, especially when building. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Brian, what was the last system that you built? Uh, well, it was actually um, that one over there. Oh, um, cool. the, yeah, the, the, the little Corsair. The little Corsair with the, that's the one that has the the water cooling in it. Um, Full ATX. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, it's not too bad, just um, hanging out right here. It's uh, one that uh, we usually spend a uh, lot of time on, playing uh, various games on. Mm. But um, this was the last one. I'm trying to remember what. Uh, it's manage, I think. Aren't you sure? Oh, it was in well, this one. Property. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of device manager. Oops. It was uh, 16 gig, and then it's i5. I think it says 4690. What? Okay. We're twinning here? Oh. You got the same processor as me. What? Oh, oh, wow. Wow, that's pretty exciting. I, you know, that was we not didn't planned, even, we by didn't the even way. know. Wow. That was not planned. That's pretty crazy. Wow. Is this a, uh, is this, uh, you said this is a water cooling system? Uh, yeah, there is a water cooling in there just because really? I, I never played with it. And, How, uh, what'd you think? Like, what is your, I, so when I used to work at Dell, when I used to work mm -hmm. for Dell, um, they used to have these, uh, companies that came in and were like you know stand up different machines and stuff right. in this room and i remember they had this water cooling machine and like it took almost 30 minutes just to get in that room because the the there was a line so long that right. people just wanted to see this machine running with water in it. so <laughs> i gotta ask That's what weird. was it was it as was it as cool as it sounds to have a water cooling system or i mean tell us a little uh, bit about that build uh well it's it's neat just because, um, like, where you have the heatsink, um, you it has a. Remember, I think there is a little LED that's on it, 
You can change uh, different colors. So if you're wanting to have something that looks visually appealing, mm-hmm. uh, maybe have a case that's open on the side there, which I think oh, that one actually tempered is. tempered glass on the yeah. side. Very nice. Um, you know, that I think is something that would appeal to a lot of people, but uh, it's <laughs> I don't really feel like it's anything crazy, though. Honestly, I haven't noticed anything Was it more difficult to there. put it together? No, because... No. That little thing was all... Um, it's all one self-contained piece. Unit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's not. So you're just mounting it onto the to the yeah, side of the. Yeah. Just board. like you would normally do, and just and then just routing the uh, fans and stuff to the top. I guess it, it does. It required a little bit of planning on picking the case that would actually work. So I spent yeah. a lot of time figuring out. You don't want which to get case. That, you don't want to get that uh, master box. <laughs> right. Yeah. That it's not gonna work. But uh, yeah, I spent spent a lot of time uh, figuring out which case I'm gonna get before I actually bought all the stuff. So. Nice. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a good topic for a neck next episode is sure picking the right case for you oh yeah that's a good one yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's that's a tough call sometimes yeah it is i mean obviously right (laughs) (laughs) yeah but all in all with the setups i mean water air cooling i mean it's basically to your personal preference whatever you want to go with but i mean like brian said you're never going to notice it once it's there it's doing its job it's like a fan heat sink or doing water cooling yeah water cooling it is does have benefit it does run a little bit cooler it is quieter um my only worry is water and electricity yes. never match yeah right and i know with the <laughs> first iterations first generation water cooling there is always that chance of a leak and that's what scared me away from those <laughs> products is like i don't want to burn my baby up right i love this thing <laughs> i will say that's a true statement because we've been sitting here for a while and until you just said that you, you can't realize. even hear this machine running. Yeah, it's I think it's because of all quiet. the other ambient noise. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no. And then uh, after you have ki- kids, you don't right. hear a lot of stuff you don't, the same way. <laughs> everything sounds different. <laughs> like, have you guys ever noticed when you go to a restaurant and kids are screaming, you don't hear it unless they're like sitting next to you or that you can oh, see right. them? But yeah. I've literally been there and I'm like, I wish that kid would stop screaming. I'm like, what are you talking about? Then like once they like made it noticeable to me, you hear, ah, ah, I'm like, oh, there's a kid <laughs> screaming. The funny <laughs> thing is like in a crowd – you can always pick out when yep. it's your kid crying. He's like, uh, oh, that's mine. Yep, that's mine. That's I got mine. Go. Yeah, that's, let that's me go true. get him. Yeah. Come here, buddy. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this week in tech review, like I said, we found some really interesting stuff. I, I tell you what, April's going to be very interesting because that's when the real showdown happens uh, where they go to the U.S. District Court. For the Qualcomm uh, lawsuit, I know uh, me and Ben have been following it, prefer mostly Ben for a while, and I tell you what, it's gonna be that's kind of like a it's kind of like a David and Goliath type fight if you think about it. <laughs> More like a Goliath versus Goliath, because I mean, you think so? Well, yeah. I mean, look, Apple was like the biggest sewer out there like when Android was coming up. Apple sued the living daylights out. They did, and they patent trolled everybody so i mean it's kind of like a funny cruel justice to see that apple's actually on the receiving end of something like this because like i remember one of the stupidest patents i ever seen like they actually did a patent for lowering voltage of your processor to save on battery and like isn't that like basic electronic principles that you lower voltage to conserve power usage and that's like the basic core foundation of electronics but here's the <laughs> irony to that. 
And and Brian's gonna know exactly Uh-oh. what I'm talking about because he's an iPhone user. You guys can see I'm getting Uh-oh. a little upset. <laughs> they they went in on purpose on older phones and throttled them to where the battery drained faster to make you upgrade your device. And they ah, got yes. caught. That yeah. was the dirty laundry that yeah. came out what last month. It was last yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everybody wasn't crazy when they said, you know, my phone was acting slower, acting funny mm-hmm. after that last update. I know it's an older one, but it should still be good. It doesn't yeah, have right. a broken case. It still works. <laughs> I love it. it on but now it's acting funny right. on me. Yep. That's the whole reason I got rid of my 6 Plus. I'd still have it right now. Right. Because when you look at it, the OS is the same. What I think maybe the different. saddest part is the fact that I still don't want to change from an Apple phone. Oh, I'm not either. I mean, <laughs> let's, let's not get too crazy. Let's, there, let's not get too, I am fully in the ecosystem <laughs> now. And I was an Android user first. It took. Listen, I had... What was the what was the Galaxy's with? Was it the two? Yeah, the Galaxy S two, then the, the S3. three, then I had the S four, and then I went to a four S and I had the four S for one week and I was like, I hate this phone. And I sold it and I got more out of it than I did that I paid for it. So they do keep their value and I went back to an S five. And now then the S five was a bad generation. It and that's exactly buggy. why I was like, Let me try the <laughs> iPhone again. And so I went and got a five no a six i think my the six was my first iphone and i had it and i love that phone and i then i got a 6s something happened i broke it or something i don't i don't know something happened i ended up having to downgrade to a six and uh no my wife had an android i had a 6s there was a six on sale from a guy that had the phone that said it was bent remember the bent thing <laughs> oh yeah. and i knew the trick and I said, okay. So I gave my wife my phone. I bought the Bent 6 from him for $100. And I went to the Apple store the next day, and they gave me another one. No problem. <laughs> Literally hilarious. 24 hours later. I did gave me a brand new phone. That is the plus to having an Apple product is they do have really good support. Very good support. Yep. But the only annoying factor I see to it is that there is also, now this is also current news, but, I mean, they have that battle with right to repair. Yeah. So, Apple has been notorious for making things ridiculously difficult to repair, right. mm-hmm. fix. They do custom screw bits, custom screw heads, batteries, I mean, batteries everything. Yeah. Everything's glued in there. Yeah. Or they solder it in, and yeah, I mean, I'm a proponent for fix it yourselfers. Yeah. I am the godfather of hardware, and that is my biggest proponent. I've been building since age five, and that was my biggest thing. It's like if it's broken, I could find something to fix it with, mm-hmm. or I could get a part where I could upgrade it or I can modify it and make it better. But I mean, Apple products, you don't have that option. Nope. You're locked into that sandbox and you can't get out of it. And like even the screwy thing, like if your monitor breaks, you have to get official certified monitor from Apple. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't come back with the right monitor and they have to do some firmware track on <laughs> the motherboard right. for the monitor to work <laughs> at full resolution. I mean, that's just a mm-hmm. douchey move. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I don't use harsh language like that much. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's very passionate. He's got to right calm now, down now, ladies and gentlemen. Very passionate. Very passionate. Right. But I do know that they are fighting out in legal courts where they're trying to sue for that right to be able to have that right to repair. Because I mean, who ultimately owns the device? Is it the person that paid the thousand dollars for the device, or is it the person that sold the device to you that says you are using this by our good graces and we license you to use this and replace it when we told you to tell mm-hmm. you to. That's yeah. 
I would think that uh, that you own it. Yeah, as, so as you bought it. You the receipt have a says right to repair it. Yeah, and the withdraw from my account says I do. Now, <laughs> right. if there's a credit from Apple Incorporated for that exact <laughs> amount, oh, you're just waiting for that rebate in the mail, like Qualcomm. It's right. never coming. <laughs> but once it does come, they can do whatever they want to do. Right. I'm on board. But until then, my phone, my device, my rules. Yeah. But that's, that's one thing that Android has always done really well that I appreciate. I just wish that uh, I could fall back in love with it. But Apple's ecosystem is just. I can bring you back oh, to the dark right. side anytime you want. I don't know, man. They, <laughs> Apple's ecosystem just it sucks you in. Out. It's like. It's like when you get on the dark side. Right. And you don't Come use back. the force. Yeah. They're still good in you, George. <laughs> you about can't as, go back. Yeah. About as much as Darth Vader had in him. <laughs> That's funny. But he was still redeemed in the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well. All right, guys. Well, that was a good week in review. Yeah. So, I, think, I think so. Yeah. So. We will see you guys on the next episode and we will be discussing some hot topics. And then, of course, at the end of the week, we'll be doing our next week's week in tech. So thank you all so much for joining and uh, we will see you all on the flip side. All right. All right. Later.